pop off though to you. I know. I was like, slay queen. <laughs> Welcome to the My Sister Told Me podcast, where your hosts, Emily and Naomi. Hi, and welcome to another Tuesday episode of My Sister Told Me. Best day ever. It is. Man, I love Tuesdays. I would have to agree. They're so lovely. Such nice quality content derived right at your fingertips. So true. (laughs) You can't go a second without laughing. We laughed together, we cried together, we gasped together. We have a good time. So true. Sometimes we sniffle by accident. Sorry, everybody. (laughs) I'm just a girl. (laughs) Only so much you can do. (laughs) So true. Allergy season. Yes. Oh, my. How is your week going? Good. My week's been busy. Update me. What about yours? Um, Like medium. Okay, well, I don't want to, I feel like I talked a lot on our behind the scenes, so I don't want to take over, but I do have exciting things to tell you. Yeah, you share first. Mine are like, meh, so we want, we love to hear you talk. That's why everyone's oh. here. <laughs> okay, well, my first update is going to be the one that took up a lot of my time this weekend, which is the fact that Nick and I dug up our hearth and covered our fireplace. So now it looks new. Kind of, because... I don't, I don't quite understand. Okay. Um, Nick and I redid our fireplace this weekend. Like your indoor one? Yeah, the one upstairs. The one in our living room. Oh. It um, has a really ugly tile and, and that matches our kitchen that we okay. have not changed yet. Yes. I've never heard of a hearth. It's the tiles on the floor by your fireplace. I understand that now, but I've never <laughs> heard of that word. Okay, anyways, continue. So that was hideous um, and really hated the fireplace. It was a lot of like beiges and browns that kind of darkened the room. Mm. And our mantle, oh, it made me so mad. It's just like MDF and it wasn't nice and we knew that we wanted. Okay, so it's not fully done yet, guys. We did our (laughs) best, um, but it needs a little bit more work. We just had some complications with the materials we were using and it takes time to get new materials right so it is half finished we are getting our mantle this weekend um so by the time this episode goes up hopefully we will have it installed it is um a nice old barn beam from the valley okay and the reason this all happened is i told nick hey we have a couple home projects that we've wanted to do but we are busy little bees uh-huh. and haven't had the time to do them. And I refuse to decorate for Christmas with a fireplace that I hate. He was like, oh. okay, well, then I guess we have to do it. Okay. So we did. And I will send you a picture of the progress because we also have partially decorated for Christmas. But it's cute. I'm so excited to see. And it took so much time. And obviously, what we're doing is we're sanding it down, and then we'll do the texture that I want to do on top of it, and then envision a nice wooden beam on the top. Oh. Okay, okay, I knew it was going to look just like this, because I just saw a video of someone doing something so similar. Mm -hmm. That looks so cool. And my tiles, don't they look better? Yeah. Is that the shower tiles? Yes. 
That's amazing. And I organized them exactly the way that I wanted them to be. And yeah, we had enough tiles left over from that project that we were able to repurpose them, which was great. That's awesome. So right now there's nothing above. That's just like the yeah at wall, but that's where you're going to put the beam. Exactly. That's awesome. Yeah. And this is it in the daylight, I guess. So you can see like the tiles in the daylight. And then you can see there's all this texture from the texture that we tried to do. And then the plaster, it was faulty. So it didn't, it was really disappointing. That's okay. And you're just going to sand it? Yeah, so we'll sand it smooth, and then we will reapply the texture once we get the new plaster. Ooh, bougie. And can you put real flyers in this? Yes. Whoa. Yep, fire-safe plaster. That's awesome. Yeah, but it makes a huge difference, doesn't it? Yeah, and the tree looks so cute there. Thank you. Fun fact, that tree was up in my apartment for about a year straight. Because yeah. we borrowed it. One year, Nick and I... Down decided to have a real tree so we lent Nomi our tree and it had a very happy <laughs> and prosperous life there so true I did put up the like the new Christmas tree but it probably won't stay up nearly as long so did you reorganize your living room or did you move out the papasan I just moved the papasan over so it's like in front of the door but not the opening side it kind of oh, looks yeah. quite crammed we need to get a different coffee table I think Ooh, that's fun yeah, because we just have, like, the basic Ikea ones. So we need something smaller, and I want something more unique. Oh, so love it. We'll see. Well, I do know that the store that I wanted to take you to when the hurricane happened and you couldn't go to. Yes. I know that they have some pretty unique things. Okay, okay. I'll start saving up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it will be expensive. In two weeks. <laughs> Um, another thing I did this weekend is Nick House. Nick was in classes because he's an accountant and he has yeah. to do boring things if he wants his CPA. And he's doing so good and he's getting so close, which is very exciting. But they make him do mandatory weekend courses and it's always the most inconvenient weekends. And yes. this was a long weekend. And they were like, oh, well, Nick was supposed to have four days off, but let's just cut out the middle two and make them school days. Ugh. Yeah. So in between all of our home projects, some of it I was doing on my own and some of it we were doing together, I reorganized our kitchen, Ooh, which was boring and is not a fun update, but it's something that you do and then you feel really proud of yourself afterward. Like the cupboards and stuff? Yeah. That's I went through, really took out the things that we didn't want, tried to make things look better and more functional, That's got awesome. some more organization for storage. the thing about that is it takes a while like to get all that done yeah and then because I don't have a very large kitchen and once you start putting things on the counter it overwhelms you to the point where your skin crawls and you want to rip out your eyes right right. so things start feeling really full and chaotic really quickly yes but powered through that and now Hopefully our kitchen is a little more functional and aesthetic. That's awesome, truly. Yeah. And like you said, it's just so relieving. And it's Mm -hmm. hard work. It takes a long time. Yeah. It requires decisiveness, some rearranging, some perseverance, (laughs) time. All of the above. Um, Another thing that I did this week is when we were getting supplies for our 
little home project. Yes. Okay, we were near a home sense that I had never been to before. Oh. And I was like, hey, Nick, <laughs> I know that you're loving all this tool stuff, but my sometimes parents... Kent makes me want to rip my head off. You want to go to Marsh or Home Sense? So we did. <laughs> and it was the largest one I've ever been to. Really? And almost the whole entire store was Christmas. Like That's rows crazy. and rows and rows and rows. And it was actually insane. Like think of the one by my house. Yeah. But it's like the whole store is Home Sense. And it's mostly Christmas. And actually maybe even a little bit bigger. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. How, like, how, how do you even have content to fill that all? I don't know. But there was, like, multiple dog rows. And, Whoa. like, the cats had their own row. Oh, not the cats. I know. And, like, wrapping paper had its own row. What? And there was so much furniture in the back. I mean, <laughs> the list of places you need to go when you visit me are getting long. Seriously. I only have two days. Jeepers. Well, maybe you should just move here. That would make it a little bit oh, easier. Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, okay, back to the friggin' Kent thing. There's something about home improvement stores that just, like, it's debilitating. Because you go in, and you're like, oh, we just have to grab one thing. It'll be so quick. Why do you always end up spending at least a half hour there? Just standing. Okay, actually, I can no longer go into the Kent near my home. Because every time we go in, I leave wanting to, like, cry and being like the most irritable upset version of myself because no one is ever like we can't find anybody and when we do find someone they're like a 14 year old kid who doesn't know how to help us and then ours never ever ever has the products we're looking for or that acts like we're crazy or delusional for thinking that they could have something that we want and it's just the worst and everything in there is ugly and then you get to, like, one thing that's kind of, what, like, what you want, but there's actually, like, 18 versions of it. Right. But the the Kent on the other side of the city that we went to was much nicer. I think I sent you a picture of the cafe appliances it had there. Like, that one actually oh. had beautiful things yes. and spaces that you could walk through and not lose your mind in. Well, that's good. Yeah. But honestly, when we go to the other Kent, I go, okay, Nick, this is what I need. I can't go in or... You will hate me. <laughs> fair. So fair. Yeah. There's a... I usually go to Home Depot. That one's Luke's favorite. But oh, baby Jesse. Baby Jesse. Baby Jesse's Home Depot favorite. shoes. Cutest kid. Um, there's a home hardware by my house. And Maisie will attest to this. It is so eerie. Like, if you think of a home hardware, you know the vibe. You can picture it in your head. Mm-hmm. This is nothing like that. It's just so creepy. It's like they just started putting shelves in random places, not even like in aisles. <laughs> and there's just like always a big cluster of just like things that are on sale, but they're always at least a thousand dollars. That's so random. And it's like there's a paint section, but there's only five colors. <laughs> it's so weird and so creepy and so small. And so just, it's just like, like useless. Wrong. Yes. But then there's other good ones. Like, there's a Canadian Tire in here, and it's fine. And they actually are building a Kent right by me, so I'll keep you updated on how that one is. Yeah, I wish you luck. Thank you. (laughs) Um, My last update actually happened earlier today. This kind of, yeah. Um, I got a message from a friend, and she was like, 
oh my gosh, I was looking at pictures and this video of young Patrick Dempsey, and I had to tell you that he's Nick's doppelganger. Oh no. Oh, that's why he said that earlier? Yeah, that's why he made those comments, because I texted him and I was like, I'm going to inflate your ego so much right now, uh-huh. because you actually look like him. What? And Patrick it's- Dempsey? I'm going to send you four pictures. Yes. What is he? Um, Hottest man of the year? Yeah. Literally a couple years ago or this year? This year, I think. But part of it is like it's his coloring, like his hair color, his eye color, his complexion. Similar the way to Nick. he's like pursing his face. His smile lines on the on his cheeks. Yeah, that's what it is. Oh, my god! And then the fact that he has curly hair. Are you looking through these photos? Yes. That one, when he has longer hair, I was like, oh, my gosh, when Nick had longer hair. Literally, if you cover his eyes, that's literally Nick. Because his yes. eyes are, like, just Patrick Dempsey, that's all. That's mm-hmm. all I can see. But, like, the rest? The way he's smiling in the first one is, what? It's so weird, isn't it? Yeah. Is he McDreamy? Mm-hmm that's insane yeah pop off though to you i know i was like slay queen <laughs> i win <laughs> patrick dempsey <laughs> that's crazy i did Isn't not expect that, wild? that no i never would have i mean i never watched Grey's anatomy like don't really know much about patrick dempsey other no. than hearing that he's nice and attractive you know yeah but he's also in some chick flicks isn't he i've never watched Grey's anatomy either but i've Wait, seen him is he stuff. is he um, Giselle, um enchanted? oh yes he's the he's the the boy the, the the love interest okay also if he goes along these lines nick will age greatly crazy yeah she yeah he's in a couple just like chick flicks or transformers brother bear that's animated right Mm, yes (laughs) wow okay please give me your updates okay so first update is i made carrot cake this week Ooh, that's so fun yeah because i wanted i've wanted carrot cake for a while you know when you just crave a good dessert Mm -hmm. and then there was some at one of the restaurants that i went to so i got them but of course it has walnuts I was going to say, raisins, nuts, raisins, pineapple, something, <laughs> Not coconut. Pineapple. Ew. Okay, yeah. So just like, it, <laughs> the flavor was good, but you had to pick around that. Because sorry, I do not want that texture in my cake. Right. If I wanted that, I'd get a fruit cake. Anyway, so <laughs> I made my own. And it was going like super well. I followed a great recipe. And I make it. And it tastes good, but it's just a little too salty. And I try to think back. Why? What did I do different? Oh, because I was making it right after work. And I was, like, kind of rushing because I was also making supper. And Luke was working late that day. So I wanted it to be ready for when he got back. And then I didn't have any baking powder. So I look up how to substitute baking powder. And they oh, say no. to mix together lemon and baking soda. I was like, oh, yeah, for sure I'll do that. Well, lemon and baking soda is the exact same as vinegar and baking soda. Yeah. What happens when you mix those? Explosion. And I mixed them together first. So it kind of like, it didn't really change. Like it didn't make an explosion in the actual batter. Yeah. And I poured it in. I didn't like try it or anything first. Anyways, I think it basically just makes like a neutral salty something. I put that in. I put too much in because I didn't actually measure it. And it expanded mm. when it like, whatever. So I think that's why it tasted salty. 
That's annoying. And I have a whole cake now, and I'm not going to give it to anyone because it's not that good. Right. Like, I'm not going to eat it all. Like, it's it's edible. Like, you can eat it, but it's just not Would that good. Would you make cake pops with it? Maybe, because then adding icing would make it sweeter. Mm-hmm. Well, it has icing on it, like cream cheese icing. That but could be good. But still, if you, like, if you mixed it all together, that icing in it would be good, and then you dip it in icing or chocolate or something. Yeah, however, every single time I've tried to make cake pops, it has been a natural disaster. Oh, like thanks well, tsunami. have you had a <laughs> have you had a kitchen aid? Yes, and I've done it when I lived with like at home as a kid. We had a kitchen aid, and I tried, didn't work. And I tried it like this past December. Whoa, that's almost a year ago. But for Dad's birthday, and Maisie uh-huh. and her friend were over. Because I had, I was so, so, so silly, and I was making a marble cake, and I did the stupidest thing of all, mixed them together. Right, so and then they're cake. not marble. It was so <laughs> dumb, because I, I literally, I know, I, like, you've heard of stories of people doing it, like, literally dumbest thing you could do when baking, but I, like, somehow did it anyways, because I was distracted. Anyways, we worked together and tried to make it into cake pops, mm-hmm. while also making a new cake, because that one wasn't going to work. Right and anyways it did not work they were like just thinking about them is disgusting they were like kind of oh, hard no. but then mushy we had to add water so that's probably we shouldn't have done that <laughs> <laughs> but it just it just doesn't work i don't know if i want to risk it <laughs> well i mean if they're gonna go to waste anyway true true and i think i made it on wednesday and we're recording this on tuesday so it's been like a week and it's like not sitting out, but you know, how long does the cake right, really yeah. last? I have no idea. Oh, I don't know either. But besides that, um, we went Christmas tree shopping with, um, with our mom on yesterday. No, on Sunday. And Maisie hates it. Luke hates it. Oh no! Like no one really likes Christmas shopping unless you're like the perfect aesthetic family. Wait, but like with angsty teenagers, they hate the tree though. No, they hate Christmas tree shopping. Right, but Maisie's the one that needs to taste the trees. Exactly. Oh, she's over that though. Well, she still did it, but she said oh, she's she too cool. Like, yeah. Um. So we go. Well, Luke and I get there a bit early because there's a lot of traffic. So we're sitting in the car just chatting. We've been there for a while. Mom and the kids get there. And then we start going. Literally, first tree I see, beautiful, perfect, flawless. I'm like, everybody, look. This is a tree. Yeah, like, it's good. But, like, guys, you're wrong. It's a perfect tree. Anyway, Maisie. I just saved everyone's day. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. I was like, guys, we can leave. This is all. But then Maisie, the one who hates it. Is like, no, I don't think. Like, let's keep looking. <laughs> and so we cross, go to the next patch, look around, nothing. Cross, go to the next patch, look around, Isn't nothing. Nothing's good. Very muddy. Yeah. So we're kind of like crossing back and forth the mud road and like looking around. There's like swamp everywhere. And we're kind of getting, like, to get to the other big section, you have to cross like this huge muddy thing. And we're all wearing appropriate shoes, but you still don't want to get them so muddy. Yeah, so we yeah. decide not to go across the other spot. We kind of go back to the first spot. Guess which tree we pick? Oh, I thought you were going to say someone took it. No, we go back to the first one. <laughs> no, he's like, I'm going to tag it and then go sit in the car. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> but, like, after all this... That is... Wow. People just need to trust you. I know. I know. 
Um, because we come back and Maisie's like, "Wait, this one's kind of perfect." No, excuse me. Um, they're the ones that have the llamas, right? Yes, the alpacas. I think they're alpacas, but they had so many this year, like more than usual. Really? I think. Yeah. Yeah, they're animals I always love, except so the time that we ran into dogs that. Well, I think they were golden doodles, like Junie or Poodles, and they had like dinosaur haircuts. Oh no! Like not even she's not just saying that they literally had like, like stegosaurus horns across the back of their head. Yeah, and the rest of them was like shaved. Yes. Oh, I forgot of those. They were nice. They were not like, there this year. Junie, because they met Junie, did they not? I think we so. brought Junie. Yeah. 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 One year we brought Junie. Another year we rode with you guys, and we got hot chocolate with tea bags in it yeah white hot chocolate with chai tea bags or peppermint and tea peppermint bags. yeah so good not in the same one no different um but that time we she made us like six instead of three i think she just doubled it and gave the rest to us for free yeah that was actually incredible because yeah. everyone got one of each kind yeah it was lovely and she didn't charge us for half of them so that was nice yeah um yeah that was a fun little time. And I also started decorating for Christmas. I put up the tree. I don't have much Christmas decoration because the wreath on my door has been there since last Christmas. I just left it. Yes. It's kind of neutral, kind of Christmas, mostly Christmas, but like it's fine. It was cute. Mm-hmm. And I put up the tree. So I had to, like I said, move the paps and over. And just like immediately, I was like, er, it doesn't look good. Like it's, but there's nowhere else to put the tree, nowhere else to put the paps in. But I don't want to get rid of the paps in because then you have no more seating except mm-hmm. for the huge couch. You also have had your star up all year. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> it gets to a point where you just don't see it anymore. Like it's been there for so long, I don't even notice it. The star. Because right. I have a star that hangs from the ceiling. Instead of goes on the top of the tree, if you understand that. She's cool. Yeah, no big deal. Also, yesterday, I was getting the mail, and there was a, a, like, a junk mail, what's that called? A brochure? Like a, what's that word? I don't know. Pamphlet? Like, when you get junk mail about a store. Coupon? Flyer? Flyer, thank you. A flyer for one of the furniture stores, and on the Mm -hmm. front page was the exact couch that we own. But it was for about twice the amount of money we paid for it. And we were looking at it. And in the picture, it's like the couch and Mm -hmm. the two back cushions. And then there's the four little cushions that we have on the side. Those are just like sitting in front, like decorative pillows. Oh, so we literally don't even keep them on it. (laughs) Plus, remember when we bought the couch, we have two more pillows that are like bigger and squarer. So first of all, you don't even need those four pillows because the padding on the side of the couch is like thick so it's cushioned enough you don't need those pillows so there's four pillows that you don't really need plus when we got it we got two extra pillows for whatever reason (laughs) so we have six pillows that are the exact same pattern the exact same as the couch just there and they make it look so like weird because i love it also takes up a lot of space exactly and you just kind of like throw them around when you're sitting there so i don't really know what to do like you can't sell them because they literally match the couch yeah what are you gonna do with six pillows they're huge, Floor too. pillow for you. Floor pillow for you. Yeah, really, though. That's what everyone's getting for Christmas. A pillow that matches my couch. <laughs> Maybe we could use them as floor seats. Would that's, anybody want to do that's that? That's what I was talking about. Oh. Put them in, like, a basket or something. Okay, if you can find me a basket that huge, 
buy one of those for giant totes from Canadian Tire. Oh my. I mean... Oh, speaking of Canadian Tire, going back to our conversation from last week, where we found out that your Keurig was on sale at Canadian Tire. Yes. What's what's happening with that? Luke bought it today. Like, but, you guys are... Well, like, we're going to sell... It up? No, because he, he didn't bring it because he had to leave. But okay. we're going to sell the other one, which is more expensive because it's, like, super fancy, but ugly. I mean, it's so cute. You should buy it, everybody. <laughs> Buy it if right you off me. love big Keurigs, Facebook Marketplace, want a good deal. I'm DMs sure it's no available. <laughs> exactly. So she just wanted something a little more petite, something slim and colorful, and yes, little lady won't take up much of her space. Yes, exactly. But I told him that he can just get that for me for Christmas, because not to be rude, but he's kind of bad at Christmas shopping. <laughs> he's like, "What do you want? Just tell me what you want." Fine. But I also gave him one of his Christmas presents early because I just couldn't wait because I knew he'd be oh so excited. Goodness. You guys are already exchanging Christmas gifts. <laughs> what did you get him? Um, I got him. There's this company, and I forget what it's called, but they have these sweaters. Like I think it's from a church, and the people that started the church made this clothing brand, and they kind of like give all their proceeds back to their community where the church is or something okay which is like super cool so they have this line in their clothing brand and it's like this super cool artwork and it's like i'll post a picture i'll give a picture send you a picture anyways i got him a sweater that has the artwork on it nice because he was showing it to me he's like oh look this is so cool like i love this so immediately i was he was like i just want to buy it I was like, no you probably shouldn't buy it like <laughs> don't do that and then i bought it for him love that it's like gaslighting at its finest. Yeah, literally. Ew, like, that's ugly. Why would you want that? But I think he knew he was getting it, and I just couldn't wait any longer. Yeah, but there's still other gifts. I'll oh, give it's him on cool. Real what does it say on it? Uh, there's, like, a Bible verse, and then... God something. God of creation, then there's a Bible verse underneath, like, probably Genesis. Oh, God oh. Inspires is the name of the brand. Cool. Yeah. That's so fun. Also, your tree looks so nice in the corner. Thank you. Oh, that's a two-for-one picture right there. I know. Oh, and there's a gnome on the windowsill. Yes, that's the other decoration that I have. I have three decorations for Christmas. The tree, the gnome, and the wreath. Most of my decorations are plant clippings that I take from houses near my neighbors. Huh? Not from houses. There's hedges on streets that Nick and I just snip from. That's actually so smart. Yeah, we just stick that greenery around, and then I have a nutcracker, and when we were in Maine, I thrifted this really cool book that is the nutcracker with, like, illustrations on it, and it's a red hardcover, and it's really nice. Ooh. And then we have our nativity scene, but we don't have a mantle, so we didn't put that up. And also, Mammy gave us those little wool stockings. Yes. That we have, and those are pretty cool, so we have those, too. That's so cute. Nothing yeah. quite like a fireplace at Christmas time. So true. Especially when you like it. So true. <laughs> it makes all the difference. After you dig up the hearth. I believe I was told that we have questions. Oh, yes. You guys, this is our 10th episode. Yes. And we have some questions from all y'all. We'll just pick a few. Yes. Do you have access to them or no? No. So you will pick a new one. Okay, so this one's probably for you because 
Well, I'll answer too, but you can answer okay. first. It says, what is your favorite way to make coffee at home? Nomi's favorite way is to use her new Keurig. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Not the old one. Ugly. I mean, so cute. You should buy it on Ugly for me, but gorgeous for you. I swear. Never, but for you, love for it. For you, love it. Like, I would never personally, but like, for you, it's so good. Okay, what's yours? <laughs> okay, typically what I do is I buy local beans weigh them grind them i have a breville what do i have you guys i have had a little journey with my coffee machines oh i have the breville duo temp currently and the way i got here is i thrifted an espresso machine and then when i saw another one on facebook that i liked that was a reasonable price i bought it and sold the other one for the same price so girl math i have been given money to make coffee yes and to fuel this addiction addiction (laughs) and by addiction i mean i only let myself make two a week (laughs) i was gonna say you're like the least addicted (laughs) coffee person that i know no i am i have a fear of addiction so i limit myself to two a week beautiful anyway grind my beans weigh them tamper put them in the machine I, if I drink it hot, I'll mix in a little bit of honey to my espresso and then I'll steam my milk and put a little bit of salt in it and then pour it in. Sometimes make a design. Sometimes I'm not cool enough for that. And then sprinkle some cinnamon on top and enjoy. When I'm having it cold, I have the same espresso, still stir some honey into it. Raw and local, if you're wondering. Of course. <laughs> and um, then I will... Oh, is it called froth if you're doing it cold? What do you do? I guess I steam the milk if it's hot. I steam it, guys. Oh. Steam it if it's hot. Froth it if it's cold. Pour some ice into the milk. Pour the coffee over that. Still cinnamon. Guys, I guess I pretty much do the same thing, hot or cold. <laughs> and it's so but... yummy. In warmer seasons when there's flowers and stuff and I can make my own syrups, I'll use that instead of honey. So, for example, I have a lilac tree or bush, so I can harvest some of those flowers and make a lilac syrup. Okay, but bet you didn't expect that answer, everybody. I hope it wasn't too underwhelming. Oh, or recently I made eggnog, so I do that instead of the honey and the flavors are already in the milk, so I just do that instead of whole milk so true oh yeah by the way guys i drink i don't drink milk but i drink milk in my coffee not oat or almond cows cows milk real raw from the from the udder i would i would do raw milk but i don't think Mm. it's legal in canada not legal why or not legal to sell i don't know nobody does it yeah it's probably Um, for the best okay but when i can i do buy unpasteurized raw milk or like local milk if you didn't know that means it's slimy chunky (laughs) it's not even liquid rude okay well you didn't make it i'm just saying facts here it's like if you pour it it's not homogenized i guess i love homogeny so i like my milk (laughs) (laughs) okay no we walk us through your process aside from the keurig Um, so besides the keurig well you don't drink hot coffee let's start there 
Okay, well, first what I do is I get in my car and I drive to Tim's in order. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, <laughs> but if I want something hot, I will fill up the Keurig water, open it up, put in a hot chocolate, close it, drink my hot chocolate. That happens like <laughs> once a month in only two months. And then if I want something, okay, but the thing is, I haven't ever made a good iced coffee, so I don't do this nearly often enough. Um, but I would, you have to put in your hot, cho- I mean, your coffee, your, you have to turn on the hot coffee and let it caffeinate. You have to put it in the fridge, <laughs> but then it gets disgusting. And then you put it in ice and you drink it and you say, ew, this is gross. Or what I do, <laughs> what I do more often, I'll buy the Starbucks iced coffee like in the in the bottle kind of I guess and like then from just... the grocery store exactly but even that's not that good so I just usually <laughs> only get it at stores but I don't do it very often he's like I make it and I hate it when <laughs> <laughs> I say that's disgusting but because <laughs> I've tried it with a lot of different things and it just tastes like warm even if it's oh. cold it just tastes warm do you like the coffee that I make for you usually yeah She's like, mmm, it's so good. So yeah. good. No, but <laughs> I only also... makes good coffee. No, I do think I, I think I usually do like it because it's not too coffee, not too bitter. It's good. Okay, moving on. The next question or the other question that we'll answer today is: Tell us your favorite camp stories. Oh, so just think of like one or two. That's a nice question. Yes. I think Um, I know who that's from. Okay. I'm going to... My initial one that I thought of was from my last summer at camp. If you didn't know, we both worked at a summer camp for like five years. We actually grew up at at the camp. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like literally Um, our house was at the camp. Like literally we lived there. Literally. We lived there. It was great. Loved it. Um, So my last summer at camp, I... I'm thinking, like, baby camp where we had the five-year-olds. Yes. It was time for the kids to go in the pool, and everyone had gotten dressed in their swimsuits and grabbed their towels and was so excited. And because this is a shorter camp, there was only one swim time set aside for the week. I guess, yeah. Yeah. So this was their only shot to go in the pool. And my girls were so excited. Like, I had a bunch of little fish in my cabin. We get ready to go. We're literally outside. And then their intercom is like, hey, actually, we canceled swim. And my co-cabin leaders and I were like, "Uh, what? You're joking. Absolutely not. Like, these are our baby campers. All they want to do is go in the pool. All mm-hmm. they've talked about wanting to do is go in the pool. This is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. And I guess it's because it was raining. It was supposed to rain. And lifeguards were just like yeah this isn't the best option right now so we're like okay what can we do because everyone's ready and wants to go in so it started raining yeah exactly and i was like okay we're just gonna go on the playground and we're basically gonna treat it like a giant splash pad yes and it was so fun the girls were like going on the slide and we were catching them and just like playing in the mud because we had a gaga ball pit that was like all sand and dirt and it became mud yes. they were just like running around the playground in the rain and dancing and laughing and it was one of those moments where you're like crap how do I make this better and it ends up being the best memory yes that was so fun that's amazing 
I feel like a lot of moments that week, like I had some campers that I wasn't necessarily expecting to have and campers whose like temperaments I hadn't really worked with before. And there were a lot of moments where I was like, crap, how does this become good? And it ended up being like one of the sweetest things. That is so fun. Is that the week you had the camper that tried to suffocate you? Yes, she gave me, uh, she bruised my lip. Every time she was mad at me, she tried to suffocate me. I got so many bruises that week, but honestly loved her to bits. Yeah, crazy. And those were moments where I can be like, wow, I'm so proud of how I handled things and how I was able to care for her and like step outside of the emotions in the moment too. That's so true. Because it sucks when some like a kid's beating you up, you know? Yeah, I know. That's part of my job, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. That's crazy. That's so fun, though. That's Splash Pad Adventure. Yeah. Okay, give me one of yours, and I'll think of another one. Um, One of the ones that first popped into my head was at the last camp of every summer, there was always a huge talent show. Oh. And... Um, in the past with one of my co-cabin leaders, we would do like a cabin-wide dance to Don't Stop Believing, the Glee version, like the da, 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 you know it. So mm-hmm. we would like get our cabin together. We did it with another cabin too, I think. We'd like every day come together, practice, like get it all done, choreograph. It's just such a sweet thing. And then another year at that, um, the, what's it called, talent show me and a couple of the other girls did a, a ribbon dance. We got, like, our outfits on. We choreographed a whole ribbon dance and, like, got our ribbons. And we did, like, cartwheels and fun stuff. I just remember that being so fun. Was that when I was at canoe camp? Oh, yeah, probably. Right, because I was like, I don't remember this at all. And I know Either? I... Like, we were... I was shown a video of the ribbon oh. dancing. But I don't remember... And I think it's because I was away for canoe camp because that would have been the same time, right? Yes, definitely. Which also, another one of my best memories, canoe camp, so fun. You so did that true. too, right? Um, Yeah, mine was a little different because it was like canoeing the St. Croix. But when I did that, I only had two campers and they were also, they were also on part-time staff. Right. So basically we're just like besties. That's so fun. Like, being on the water together. Yes. And then seeing the stars and laying in a canoe. Yes. So fun. So good. There was also another... Another... The out trips were always so fun to do. Because you, Mm -hmm. like... You pack up your kids. And, like Emily's saying, you go away from the camp and do, like, canoeing. Or... I think we did rock climbing. Yeah, we did some rock climbing once. But usually you're all on this bus together, like your cabin and another cabin and some other leaders. And it's it's just so fun. And you just feel everyone's excitement and enthusiasm because the kids who sign up for these out trips are typically kids who, like, want to be doing this stuff too. Yes, definitely. And they're usually older so that you can have – like, it's a totally different relationship going on a trip with – people who are like 11 12 13 versus 7 8 9 so true especially when you're a teenager as well yes exactly only really <laughs> 15 um another good memory is when i was in cabin 20 and you were at cabin leading with me and we yes. had like cabin tattooani tattooani for our space yes <laughs> and we felt so clever it was so clever 
Yeah, and we had cute kids, too. I remember that. That was so fun. Yeah, that was a good week to be on together. Oh, and we had also been, like, begging all summer. Yes, and it was one of the last weeks, I think. Mm -hmm. When Maisie and I were together, the last time, my last summer, we were with another one of our friends, and we had also been, like, begging, please put the three of us together, because it Mm -hmm. was the year of COVID, so there was had to be three cabin leaders for whatever reason right and so we're like begging the whole time and I had my own cabin which means all my stuff stayed there all summer whereas like Maisie and the friend kind of moved around each week Mm -hmm. but anyways it's like the last summer so all my stuff's like in there you know I'm like home I made it my home and we lived there all summer like we didn't go home on the weekend so it's like all my stuff is there anyways we hear talk around before the campers come that there's too many campers like, some that didn't pre-register that are, like, registering, but they want them to be able to come. So they mm-hmm. were saying, okay, one of the girls' cabins is going to get a few extra girls, so they have to move to the Nasty Nasty Boys' cabin. And we're like, okay, Ugh. that won't be us, right? And so we're kind of already, it's, like, one of the last weeks of camp. We kind of have, like, the Sunday scaries, you know? Mm-hmm. And we see our boss walking towards us. So we're looking at each other. Literally, <laughs> I saw tears in all of our eyes because we knew what was coming. And it's just, like, you, it, it was so emotional because, like, no, it can't be. It can't be us. But he comes mm-hmm. up, tells us, I'm, like, holding back tears. And you get so attached to your space. Yes. And especially because the past few years, this specific camp had not been good for any of us just because like the dynamics in the cabin I remember one year I was with one of Maisie's friends and it's like we literally cried ourselves to sleep every night because we couldn't mm-hmm. deal with it anyways because they're kind of older and they have a lot of like real issues anyway so it's like a uh, harder camp yeah so we're kind of already anticipating that and like it's the end of the summer we're kind of getting to that sad point and like sometimes you're just running on steam at that point too yes exactly so we literally tears in our eyes He's like, okay, sorry, it's you guys. You got to move. We're like, okay, it's fine. So we like, start moving our stuff. And the campers are starting to arrive as we're moving our stuff. So we don't even have time Ugh. to get our stuff moved. And we kind of like have to shove it in, put it through. And parents aren't allowed to come in anymore. So we have to bring out our camper stuff. I mean, bring it in and like all this stuff. And then we get a girl who she had just broken her leg the week before. She's on crutches. But she's like, Ugh. I want to come. I want to come. She ended up being the sweetest girl on earth. And our whole cabin ended up being the best ever that week. Uh, even with more campers. It, well, here's the thing. So one of the campers was one of the staff members who like one of, another one of the part time staff members. And she okay. had just been like in a cabin for a couple weeks in a row and then she went on this big retreat or whatever with her family Mm -hmm. or something so she came into this week so exhausted and she was like guys not to be that camper but I just want to go home so we ended up sending her home so we had enough to move back to our cabin but then our boss is like okay you have the choice if you want to stay because you're already all settled in or move back to your cabin and we decide okay we're going to move back but unfortunately we don't have time so every day there's a time slot that's based it's like meant for um cabin cleanup to clean up your cabin so whatever so we decide okay we're just gonna move all our stuff during cabin cleanup the next day but Mm -hmm. remember that we have to rush our stuff out so our stuff's a complete mess and you only have like half an hour i think to clean your cabin so all the campers we help them get their stuff over first get them all settled and then we decide to get our stuff as well but we couldn't quite get it all and we knew that this week, the people that check the cabins are, like, extra strict. So they want to see, like, right. the cabin's so perfect. And they want you to have, like, a display based on, like, whatever you're learning that week. 
or whatever. So we decide, okay, we're going to make, we're going to make a display in both cabins. So the cabin that we just moved out of, we're going to make so clean, so perfect. That's going to be like the good part. And then we're going to make our new cabin like a little messy. We'll just lock our cabin later door and we'll like make it mostly clean, but this will be like the bad part. So anyways, we have the good part and the bad part and they end up checking both, which is good for our display. Right. Remember that we have the bad part in our other cabin. So anyways, our cabin door, cabin leader door was locked because our stuff was a mess because we had to move it, like I said. But they like crawl in through the window and see the mess. Like, oh, this is disgusting. And this is being recorded, right? They're like, oh, they got all this nasty stuff. It's so disgusting, so messy, so bad. And they like don't say anything about the good stuff. So we're like, really? We went through all this dramatic experience of moving cabins two times and then having to clean it, having to move all our stuff over. Our camper stuff is great. It looks so perfect, but they didn't say anything about that. They just talked mm-hmm. about our messy cabin leader room that we had to... Oh, my goodness. We were so aggravated. Like, we did all this. And this is what we get. Really. But we ended up uh, winning that week anyway, so... Well, like, there you that just go. means we got the most points and everything. So, it ended up being fine, but... I remember that week being so dramatic. Right. But definitely going better than you had anticipated with exactly. the blocks. <laughs> yes, because our cabin ended up being so sweet and they all got along so well. Which and makes it, all the difference. Yes, it really does. And we got along with all of them, which obviously we always do. But just like, you know when you have those special relationships where you just can all be friends, like all the mm-hmm. campers and... Yeah, it was good. Oh, so nostalgic. Truly, though. Wow, we worked with some really cool people. We really did. Hi, if you're listening, we love you. We love you. Miss you. Okay, there's one more story. This this will be it. And then we'll move on to our real actual stories, if we even have time for them. So, like I said, cabin cleanup was something that happened every single day. And there was one <laughs> week where I was the person that was checking all the cabins. And I go into one of the boys' cabins. And they decided that since it smelled so bad, they would rub a gel axe deodorant all over the air conditioner like into the slots like rub it into it so there's like gel everywhere and then guess who had to clean it at the end of the year me rude Rude. okay anyways that's all all right should we get into our stories most definitely should okay okay so it says my child five years old asked if she could ride her giraffe to the library last week naturally for context we have a small gazebo attached to our home where we keep our 42 aggressive giraffes (laughs) some for me and some for my child every morning before the library we go to the library my child gets all her giraffe chores done before we leave and we normally ride a red wagon to the library which takes around 30 minutes we live on the outskirts of a longingly squeaky city which where it is not uncommon to see giraffes occasionally but we are mm. by no means in a rural village. Okay. I, I agreed to let my daughter ride her draft to the library because I thought it was a free spongy thing to do. Oh. And also, it gives the draft some exercise as we had evening plans that and wouldn't be riding that evening. We arrived at the library gates and, of course, gathered a little bit of a crowd, which wasn't a problem. The giraffe is very flirtatious. <laughs> and lapped up all the claps and waves from the kids. One girl came bounding and started shouting at me, saying she wanted to ride. I politely told her that she couldn't because she doesn't have a riding parka, and she would have to learn on yeah. a stranger horse. <laughs> she immediately started darkly crying and pleading with her mom, saying she wanted to ride. 
Her mom looked at me with belittlement and said, See, this is what happens when you have no self-awareness and bring a funny giraffe to the library, and stormed off, shoving her kid with her. Oof. I was a bit taken aback, but ignored her. Sent my child to the library and walked the giraffe home. I was talking to my third cousin twice removed this weekend, and she said I was in fact the problem, and I was simply showing off, and I should have known that this would cause upset and problems. My response is I turn up to the school gates in a baptismal gown regularly, so everyone probably knows I have giraffes. Is that showing <laughs> off too? All I want to do is to let my daughter do something a bit angular and tiring. Now, I'm really overthinking it and feel almost too flabbergasted to go to the library and to drop off my daughter tomorrow. <laughs> so am I really for letting my daughter ride her giraffe to the library? Um, can we imagine a five-year-old alone in a gazebo full of 42 aggressive giraffes? <laughs> Not Doing good. her chores? Doing her chores. It feels a little much. I uh, agree. Honestly... I don't think it's an issue. No. Cause, like, I think that's a core memory for her daughter. That's kind of what she was saying. And she's there supervising. Yeah. It's safe. And I think that, like, other people who aren't supportive are Jealous? just feeling maybe inadequate or, like, upset that they aren't be able to do that for their children. Like, comparison. Yes. So true. And it's clear that the child has lots of experience with giraffes and is, like, quite good at riding a giraffe because they spend so much time every day with Mm -hmm. them. All 42 of them. Yeah, obviously it was a safe choice. Yeah. So all good here. Yeah, it didn't seem like a crazy distance either. Do you think that she is showing off by wearing the baptismal gown regularly? I don't know how that means you have lots of giraffes. That didn't really add up to me, I'm not going to (laughs) lie. But I mean, you do you, sis. Okay, fair enough. I feel like one thing that's happened in the past few years, likely post-pandemic, is that society has kind of gotten a little bit more lax and creative with the way that they, that people dress and like also like accepting the way that people dress. And maybe that's just more of a, I don't know. I think that where we live is sometimes slower to accept the way people dress. Do you know what I mean? Interesting. Or like, like think about LA and how people dress and like how there's a lot of space for creativity and stuff. And I feel like people in LA are like, you do you, whatever. Same with New York. They're like, okay, do your thing. I'm focused on what I'm doing. Right. Whereas here... Maybe it's because we are from more of a small town, but mm. do you get what I'm trying to say? I do, I do. That does make sense. And so this kind of goes along the same vibes, because, like, if you're wearing this and riding this giraffe, if mm-hmm. you're from somewhere where it's just, like, you see crazy things every day, it's not as deep as if it was a spot where everyone kind of follows the cookie-cutter pattern. Exactly. Or even more so, like, coming out of the pandemic, people are less focused on each other and what they're doing and just, Mm. like, I want to do what I feel comfortable doing. I want to wear what I feel good wearing. That's fair. It also says that it's not uncommon to see giraffes occasionally where they live. So, like, the the kids were obviously excited that it was at the library. Mm -hmm. But it's not like that's the only giraffe that you're going to see, you know? So, like, this mom shouldn't have been so belittled 
I feel like if the mom saw, like, looked at, was it her daughter? Um, yes. And she looked at her daughter and was like, okay, obviously this is something my daughter wants to do. She could have gone up to the mother of the daughter with the giraffe and gone, hi, I think this is super cool and my daughter's super interested. Like, is there a way that maybe she could come over to your place and do, like, a giraffe riding lesson Mm. or, like, we could get our daughters together and, like, is there – or we can orchestrate some sort of, like, environment where children can interact with your giraffes. Can we make something happen here that is beneficial for everyone if kids are seeing this and wanting to be part of it but don't have access to it? That's much more mature than her reaction of, see, this is what happens when you have no self-awareness, da-da-da-da. Yeah, because it's like, that's not good for the mother and daughter with the giraffe. That's not good for the daughter without the giraffe. Like, nobody is benefiting from this at all. It's just bringing negativity and insecurity. So true. Wow. That's, yeah, that's, she's the problem. That mom was kind of causing a problem. Yeah. The first mom, I don't think so. You're fine. But she also said that she doesn't, like, now she's kind of weary to go back to the library because she feels like too flabbergasted she says and that's just disappointing because she got to a point where she was prioritizing her daughter's experience and being like okay what giving her this memory in this moment is more important than how i feel i will be perceived Mm. and now she's kind of in this space where she's like okay i don't want that type of interaction again and really it's her and her daughter who are missing out on that if that was a good moment and experience for them aside from that one moment so true which is annoying because one little negative thing can really just impact that so greatly yeah yeah well lady if you're listening i hope that you take your daughter for another giraffe ride (laughs) agreed i second that (laughs) Are you ready for my first story? I am. Okay. My sister did not name this one. But it says, This happened today at the hotel I work at. Over time, if you work at a property that does not do a hot breakfast buffet each day, you'll occasionally get a local or non-guest stroll in and try to help themselves to free breakfast. Our main front desk lady can usually pick out the uptight rubbish freeloaders and send them packing. Due to the bee infestation, like most properties, we are suspending the hot breakfast buffet and limiting options to a prepackaged and single-serving continental. There. A lady comes in and out of her purse pulls a leather green garbage bag. She begins filling it up with an assortment of breakfast items, then goes to the coffee station and fills up a water cooler jug, then goes back to put more goodies in her bag. This whole time she's pretending to be on the phone. I don't think this is her first rodeo. Oh, our front desk attendant notices her and goes into the lobby and initiates the guest name room number interrogation. The lady asks her make-believe significant other over the phone, "What room are we in, hun?" <laughs> she answers, "345 to the front desk attendant." We have 23 rooms per floor. When asked what name the room is registered under, she knows the gig is up. She drops her bag of hotel hoard, grabs her water cooler jug, and skips out the front door. 
our front desk attendant picks up a pineapple and follows her out. Ooh. This is the part where I'm supposed to tell you that the lady who works the front desk throws knives competitively. Oh. Angered that her hotel breakfast heist was foiled, the lady turns around and pours her um, water cooler jug of coffee onto our parking ramp. Bad idea. Ooh. Then heads for her Nissan Cube. <laughs> On her way, she gets pegged in the back with the pineapple. <laughs> She'll never come back. Oh my goodness. That's brutal. Mm-hmm. But, okay, I never thought about that. Because the continental breakfast at a, or buffets, whatever, at a hotel mm-hmm. usually happen, like, right around the entryway. So, theoretically, someone could just go in and go right there. But she didn't look chill. No, she did not do a good job at it, and she failed. Like, grabbing everything and filling up a water cooler jug is not sly, <laughs> not low-key, doesn't look like you're just wandering in and grabbing a bite to eat. No, that's so true. It's quite suspicious, and I'm glad that the head lady kind of was observant and caught on and stopped The it. fact that... Her cover was a fake phone call. Yeah. Like, no, you can't talk to me. I'm on the phone. (laughs) (laughs) Don't bother me. Ignore the fact that I'm filling this garbage bag. Literally. I'm on the phone. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. We're in room 345. That's awesome. Yeah. What would you do if you were, like, trying to enjoy your breakfast at that moment? I would be... Chilling with my mouth wide open, staring. <laughs> you see the front desk attendant grab the pineapple? I'll be following her out for sure. <laughs> no, I would look out the window. I'm sure I'd be able to see it out the window. I hope I would hope some people recorded that because the fact that the lady at the front desk, her first instinct was to nail her with a pineapple. Seriously, she just grabbed <laughs> it and went. She didn't even think twice. But it seemed like she knew that Girlie was going to do something messy. Definitely. Like she said, like the um, story writer said, it's not that uncommon for people to do that. So she probably had a game plan in her head for when next time it happened. What if it's... How many people do you think pour water cooler jugs, which are huge, might I add, full of coffee onto the parking ramp? That's so true. I'd hope not many. Like, I feel like the lady at the front desk was expecting that. Hmm. She, maybe this, did it say that the lady had never been there? Or maybe she had been there before and she kind of, like, did small things. And this was finally mm-hmm. the big things. So they kind of keep an eye out on her. Eye out for her. Honestly, the audacity. Can you imagine being brave enough and bold enough to go in there and pull that? No. You gotta be desperate. Let me just whip out my garbage bag out of my purse. Oh my. Chuck a bunch of food in it. (laughs) Yes, I did bring this water cooler jug. And yes, I will fill it with your free coffee. The coffee and food there is not that good. Like, it's not bad, but it's not good enough to be doing this. So if it's, like, prepackaged and single serving, I'm thinking oatmeal packets. Yogurt. Yogurt. Would it even be like pack like muffins? I don't know. Maybe, maybe just like waffles. 
Maybe possibly there's toasters in our bread. Rooms. Yeah. Bagels. Bagels, maybe. And it's not like quality food because they make so much of it and they have to give out so much of it. And now, yeah. since there's a bee infestation, like your your resources are limited. Well, I like that. I <laughs> applaud the ingenuity of the front desk worker. Honestly, yeah. Being a competitive knife thrower, I guess, pays off in this profession. Apparently, yeah. Who knew? <laughs> okay, my story. My sister told me it's called Teenage Babysitter's Revenge. Okay. Whoa. This is like so, Adventures of the Babysitter's Club. <laughs> kinda. I was young, maybe 14 years old or so, and I would pick up the odd babysitting gig for extra money. I took, an, I took a night for a household that was on my leaf-raking route, and they asked me to be there on a Thursday for 6.30. I arrived a few minutes early. The parents nice. were still getting ready, and they asked me to watch the kids while they prepared to head out. They left the house at about 7.15. Before oh. they headed out, the wife gave me some very specific instructions. I could have a snack, two popcorn kernels on the counter, nothing <laughs> else. She said she poured a glass of cove kombucha for me and, and left it in the fridge. It was right next to the kombucha can with a piece of tape showing the level. She told oh. me she'd check it when she got back, and if I took any extra kombucha, I would have to answer for it. Huh? The kids were okay. They went to bed without a fuss, and the parents returned home at 1020. The mom... Oh, it says mommy. Mommy paid me for three hours and about, about ten minutes after they arrived. Ew, rude. But this isn't right. I got here before 630, and now it's almost 1030. That's four hours, not three. We didn't leave until 7.15, and we got home at 10.15. I'm only paying you for three hours. But I was watching the kids from 6.30, dot, dot, dot. That doesn't matter. We were home, and you weren't in charge. We were. I took the money and rode my unicycle home. A couple weeks later, they did pretty much the same thing. Two things are important. First, the wife was a neat freak. Everything was in her planner with 45 highlighters and annoyingly organized. Oh, no. One of the kids spilled his coconut water, and I was looking for some pine salt. The cleaning supplies under the sink were perfectly lined up. Same with the pantry. Every pistachio and can was in a row with the label facing the front. Second, this was in the mid-1920s, and all the canned oh. food had paper labels. Okay. Okay. So the third time they called me to babysit, they were late leaving again. I knew that I was going to get stomped on for the time I was there. I was flailing. So I went to the pantry and tore all the labels off of each and every can. All of them. She had a shelf for canned corn, another for canned pumpkin, and another for tuna. And I scrambled all the unlabeled cans. <laughs> when they got home, sure enough, wifey tried to short me. You know what? Keep your money. I don't want it. And I'm never babysitting for you again. And mm -hmm. as of today, I'm stopping raking your leaves as well. So if you want to have your leaves raked, you're going to have to go and buy a rake at the Save Easy. I stormed out. I wish I could rake. see the expression on her face when she opened the pantry door and saw shelf after shelf of bare metal cans. That is insane. Yep. Honestly, like, so petty and genius first. Yes. I feel like this story and the last story kind of go hand in hand with people yes. just 
quick on the ball. They got some creative ideas in them. Wow. Um, I cannot imagine. Like, we did a lot of babysitting in our day. Yes. And everyone was so generous, generous with us. Yes. And I'm just shocked. They'd be like, eat anything in my house. Like, please eat anything. There would be some people who would be like, we are giving you this bag of snacks that are yours Literally. to take home. Yep. She would buy us so much stuff. And then we'd kind of be like, eat a little bit. She'd be like, okay, you have to take all this home now. Like, I bought that for you. You got to take it. Plus all this money. But I'm so sorry. Here are, you t- here are your two kernels and your half glass of a drink that I have picked out for you. And I marked my can with tape to yes. know how much you take. And those cans aren't that big. No, but also, like, the level of outrageousness. Yes, to mark it and say, I'm going to check. Don't you dare take any more. Like, why? Why? so icky. I'm terrified for those children, to be honest. Like, if she's this strict about the babysitter, imagine how strict she is about her own children. Yeah. Wow. Have you ever, like, have you ever been babysitting while the parents are getting ready, like, before they leave? Have you ever had that? Well, that's kind of like your job oh, for a I've while. Oh, I've absolutely had that. Imagine um, if they just were like, no, not going to pay you for that because we were home. See, I was the kid who didn't always accept payment, so, like, yes. And I would say... We never really had a rate or anything, so it wasn't like, oh, I'm paying you for three hours. It was like, I'm paying you this much. That's true. But I, if I was there when the parents were still there, it was like me hanging out with the kids and having a conversation with the parents. But, like, I was the one with the kids. But I was right. also kind of spending time with the parents. That's fair. Because there was also times afterwards. Because this was also people that we had relationships with. You that's know? the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. Not just randos. Exactly. And there'd be times afterwards where I'd stay half hour, maybe longer later, just talking to them. True. There has been a few times where I babysat for strangers, and even they were so generous. Like, they're like, oh, this is your time. Like, we came home a little late, so I'll pay you even extra. Right. Or they're like, oh, I know that I, there have been times actually where they'd be like, okay, we're going to be gone for three hours. And then they'd be like, hey, like we're actually only gone for an hour, but we're going to pay you for the three hours. Oh, that's like the complete opposite of this lady. Yeah. Yeah. Like they come back early, but they're like, hey, we took, like we planned to take up this much of your time. We set aside money for this much of your time and like we're giving you that much. Like, I have truly only experienced, well, for the most part, generosity. For the most part? Well, I'm thinking there have been some times where I've been like, never again. But, I mean, most people that I babysat for, I would have babysat for free. True. Like, I would have been like, I will come here and go out of my way to spend time with your children. I always loved when we went together. Oh, that was actually so fun. Yeah. There was one couple that we would babysit for. We went together for the first few times. And they went alone a couple times, I think, because yeah. you were in university. But yeah. they would, like, have us over. And then they would put the kid to bed before we even got there. 
So we just like go and sit on the couch. They would like give us all these snacks. We were hesitant to eat. Like, okay, watch anything you want. Like, here's how you use all our stuff. And this is before and they had this Disney really Plus. cool TV. Yeah, because it was when only Netflix existed, and it was just like all this. We just had Netflix and then cable TV, but they had like mm-hmm. all this stuff, and they had a switch. Bef- like when the switch was new, Nintendo yeah. Switch. So it was so cool. Like we didn't honestly. Even, the kid was asleep I the whole don't time. Even like. Our connection with them was so random, too. They weren't people that were in, like, our typical circle. We just ended mm-hmm. up connected with them somehow, and they were amazing. Yeah, and they lived right by us. Their kids right were so us. cute. They had yes. a nice little dog. I drive by their house sometimes, and I think of those times. Aw. They were lovely. They were. They really were. Aw. What a fun time of life. So true. Luke and but- I also babysat for his boss's kids. The right. other week, and it was just so fun. Like, babysitting can be so fun. It was kind of like we were doing them like a favor because they haven't been on a date night in a long time since they've had their kids. So we're like, okay, right. you go ahead. And we weren't really like expecting payments or anything. Like, I was mm-hmm. like, we're not gonna accept it anyways because like he's your boss. He literally pays you all the time. But yeah. they gave us like a gift card to go out for supper. Kind of like so you cute. gave us you gave us a date night, now we'll give you a date night. That's so sweet. It was so sweet. And it was so much fun. Yeah. Babysitting as a couple is fun too. Yeah. Oh. But also there are kids I there are kids that I babysat literally since they were born. Yeah. And for like gosh not 10 years but like for so long I was their babysitter even after I got married I would babysit and Nick would come sometimes and like mm-hmm. it's it's so fun like they still the kids will try to call me on Facebook sometimes or yes. like message me on Facebook <laughs> and it's so sweet we also went together a few times like you were their babysitter but for stuff like New Year's she would like want you to invite me mm-hmm. or Nick when he, you guys got married yeah just like to have someone with and you just like you help with the kids for a bit, put them to bed, and then you have, like, a bunch of time to just do whatever. Oh, so fun. And someone else's house with someone else's stuff. Yeah. So fun. <laughs> yeah, and being, like, two kids who lived at home, you're like, ooh, independent, kind of. Yes, so true. Playhouse, uh-huh. these are my kids, this is my kitchen, <laughs> I'm making some food. Um, are you ready for the last story of the day? I am. Um, okay. My sister told me this story is called My Favorite Customers. I served a table of two nine-year-olds on a date. I've been in the industry for 15 years, and this was by far my favorite table I've ever had. Okay. I work at, is it Benihana? Yes. I work at Benihana. During my shift tonight, the hostess came up to me to inform me that they were about to double seat me. Because one table was parents and the other was their kids who were on a date. They wanted to be at different tables so that their parents wouldn't embarrass them by doing something like telling potty training stories. But the parents wanted to be nearby to supervise it and easily cover the check. So they double sat me. I went to the parents table first to make sure we were all on the same page and they told me that the kids could order whatever they want And then I turned to go to the kids, and tonight is homecoming in my town, so I assumed it was going to be high schoolers. But I walk up to these two adorable nine-year-old kids, just sitting in a booth. They had kids' menus and were giggling away, squealing cutely. 
I asked them if I could get them something to drink. The little boy was like, after her. I asked if I could get any appetizers started for them, and the boy ordered a ribeye steak medium rare, like roasted garlic, balsamic vinegar, and caramelized onions, and a side of mashed potatoes for the caramelized onions. They ate every single piece. When I asked them how it was, the girl told me that she had never had ribeye before in her whole life. (laughs) And he convinced her to try it, and she adored it. He was just beaming. Aww. I went to the parents' table and told them that their kids are delightful and so precious. (laughs) They told me that the two were the same age and have always lived on the same street. So they've grown up together and have always had this crush on each other. They both got mac and cheese for their dinners, and they ordered our special dessert to share. A seasonal lava cake to finish off the evening. They captured everyone's hearts so much that, with parental approval, of course, my manager gave them half glasses of a Shirley Temple to toast with, with Uh little cherries on their glasses. They joked with the chef. They complimented my service. They ate every bit of everything and drank every bit of that Shirley Temple. They conversed the whole time and giggled. I got talking with one of the moms as they were cashing out, about it how how you would think that having a crush on each other would make them shy but the conversation was literally non-stop and it was the cutest thing edit to add i had another couple sitting at the booth next to them this couple in their 70s they finished their meal as the kids got their steak delivered they cashed out with me and then flagged me down to ask if it was okay if they reopened their bill solely because they wanted to keep listening to the kids So they ended up getting another appetizer, some apple pie, and coffees. It just made my night. That is so cute. Isn't that so sweet? I love that the people around them were, like, in awe. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, they just changed the atmosphere of the restaurant, and everyone was like, we're obsessed with them. Yes. They're just, like, so pure and cute. That's amazing. I need an update in ten years if they're married or not. Please. Well, maybe 15 years because they're only nine years old. <laughs> yeah, let's wait longer. <laughs> wow. I love that. And now I want to go to Benihana just to see something like that. I know. It's so uh, sweet of the parents to like let them have their space, like let them do their own thing while also mm-hmm. being there and like encouraging the friendship. Yeah. I mean, the confidence boost that that must have given the kids. Yeah. To be like, wow, we're sitting at our own table. We're going on our own date. We're ordering our own food. <laughs> Ribeye steak. <laughs> and then the couple beside them that was like, okay, we actually need to stay and see this unfold. Would you have oh, stayed? Yes. 100%. I wouldn't have even, Nick would have been like, let's get the check. And I'd be like, no, no, no. no let's no. order more food. <laughs> I am nowhere near done here. That is so cute. Oh, And that's like a story you would tell forever. Mm-hmm. As anyone involved, honestly. Yeah, and it's like, they live on the same street, so parents are friends, and they're just at their table doing their thing. So cute. Yeah. Honestly, I am so certain that that is, like, every parent. Like, you know when your parents are best friends, and then they have kids that are the same age, and they're yep. like, I want them to end up together so bad? Yes. Like, this is those parents' dream. Literally. I feel like I don't know many stories where that actually happens. 
they usually just end up being best friends or whatever which is still great it is very great <laughs> i feel like that kind of bond like it doesn't need to be romantic well the thing is sometimes it just feels like family yeah and i don't true. think there's anything wrong with that so true so cute oh i know it's just so sweet i love that yeah but... really there's not much to say other than acknowledging like how perfect it is yeah i feel like this these stories have had a lot of parents in them some great parents some with questionable mm-hmm. parenting skills these parents are great <laughs> these ones are the last one mm, not so much if you're putting tape to measure how much kombucha people drink maybe check yourself yeah take a breath take a step back if your planner has 45 separate highlighters <laughs> maybe some self-reflection is needed maybe you can look at your reflection in all those bear cans in the pantry now <laughs> honestly that would actually be horrifying that would i cannot imagine because there's no way to know they're all the same they all look the same maybe the tuna you would know but the other cans they all look the same you'd have to open it up and just hope for the best i that's honestly the best thing they could have done yes the penalty fits the crime truly like it's so petty (laughs) so vengeful but also you know that they felt so satisfied as they were doing it yes but it's interesting they knew it would get under her skin Yes. It's interesting that they never heard from them. Like, you'd think that happened. She would, like, storm up, call this girl's mother. Like, how could you? Chuck the cans at the house. Yeah. Egg the house with cans. Wave a rake in the window. (laughs) Probably every time that mother has to rake her yard, she's, like, grumbling. Feeling furious and vengeful. Okay, but this 14-year-old's making bank, being the neighborhood raker and the babysitter. babysitter. Like, no wonder she didn't need that money. I wonder if her relationship with anyone else in the neighborhood changed after that encounter. True. Because if other people have seen this kind of, like, behavior from the mom before, I'm sure they would be on her side, like, yeah, great idea. Mm -hmm. Or some, since it was in the 20s, kids weren't really respected, so it could have been more like, oh, that nasty little brat. That Mm -hmm. nasty little tattletale brat. Yeah, or they'll be like, oh, you're raking your own leaves? I thought so-and-so did that for you. And then she'll be like, well, let me tell you. That child is never stepping foot on my property ever again. It feels like something that would have happened as a plot in Desperate Housewives. I haven't watched that. Really? Yeah, isn't it murdery? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Forgot about that. It's like a. I didn't love it. It was too like. It just drained me. I didn't like it. Oh, do you know what Nick got me to watch the other day? What? Mission Impossible, the new movie. Really? Yeah. Luke and, and I. I was... sorry. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, well, have you seen it? Not the new one. Okay. Well, basically, I was like, Nick, if anyone dies in this movie, I need to know. And if anything, <laughs> like, creepy is going to happen, I need to know. Fair. 
he didn't warn me about any of those things. <laughs> and I was like, if you want me to watch movies with you, I need to know what's happening. Yeah. You need to protect me or I will never watch a movie. Right. Oh my goodness. What were you going to say? Um, Luke and I watched one of the Mission Impossible movies on like our second date ever. Aww. And it was cute. But um, I don't remember like a lot of people dying. I remember there was like a lot of famous actors in it. Someone who was in the Mission Impossible movie that we watched, Nick was trying to like get me excited about all and he was like, This person's in it and this person's in it and I was like, Don't care, don't <laughs> care, don't care. And he never was heard like, of No, them. this person I think you'll like them. Um I did not like that person <laughs> because in the greatest showman you know how there's the girl yep, who's okay, like the mistress that, who yep, sings was, but it's yep. not her singing voice at all yep. she was in the movie and i was like yep. nick she plays a, i don't even understand why she's in the greatest showman i like if she wasn't singing get the singer to be the actress literally because she doesn't even have that many parts and the part she does have is literally singing she was in yes. i remember her being in the last one too because i thought the same thing yeah, so I was like, Nick, you picked the wrong person for me to get excited about because she's actually, I don't understand why they cast her. Yeah, I recall. It actually makes me mad. <laughs> oh, man. She's better in this movie, though. Good. Yeah. So glad. Oh, the rude thing, though, is that this was part one, and I guess the movie's just unfinished. What? And part two will come out in a few years. That's annoying. I was like, I also didn't know that the movie was going to end on a cliffhanger, sir. That's actually annoying. Because then you could have just waited until the next movie came out. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, my sister told me to warn her before watching a movie. Especially if your sister is me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and my sister told me not to be so uptight about your babysitter's babysitting especially um, when it doesn't even please. revolve around your children like she, there was barely any mention of the children they were completely fine the mom didn't care about how she treated the children she just cared about the the, the uh, what's it called kombucha and the popcorn Honestly. kernels what the heck my sister told me if you're gonna steal food from a hotel you have to be more sly so true don't bring the big water cooler jug Please. My sister also told me that if you get hit with pineapple trying to steal from a hotel, you probably deserved it. Yep, so true. And my sister told me to just use kind words to the mom of the kid that's writing the giraffe to the library. No need to yell at them. My sister also told me that if you are at a restaurant and there's a really cute date happening nearby... Order another appetizer and hang out. So true. Don't miss it. My sister also told me that you should let me know if you think my husband looks like young Patrick Dempsey. Oh my goodness. You gotta (laughs) post those. We have a lot of pictures we have to post. Oh man. We love you besties. We will have more stories next week. Our ratio has been a little bit off. Sorry. We've been chatting so much. It's a good thing. We promise. (laughs) Yes. We hope you enjoyed our 10th episode as much as we enjoyed making it. Woohoo! Goodbye! Okay, bye! bye.